dare to self-care. I'm Jen, lifestyle YouTuber and your host of this podcast, where we dive deep with insightful guests to find out how self-care has played a role in their success. Welcome to our community. everyone and welcome back to our community. I'm so excited to be back on the mic after a much needed little break that did not really affect you guys, but I was away for about five days and that was what was in alignment for me. So we're going to start there. What was in alignment for me this week was having a fully unplugged weekend in Colorado and honestly, it wasn't planned. I was going to visit family with Ethan in Colorado and I assumed I wouldn't, you know, be like rushing to create content or work. And I got a lot of work done in terms of like my social media strategy consultations and freelance work beforehand so that I didn't have to do any work like that. But I didn't realize or plan to just not be on social media at all in terms of being active and also consuming content. And it kind of made it that much more beautiful and cleansing and recharging to do that without meaning to. And I just sort of realized after two days and embraced it and it was amazing. And it just happened so naturally and beautifully and it was incredible. And honestly, I have a new love for TikTok as a creator because as I've been interviewing people on here as that are TikTok creators and doing super well and super successful in terms of brand deals and follower count, they say like, oh, I don't have, you know, a specific routine of how many times a day I post. Sometimes I go a week without posting. And as a consumer, I never noticed. And they're doing so well. So it just made me feel comfortable. Like TikTok is a platform that breathes on its own. It's going to, some of my content from last week was popping off from people's for you pages. So this is probably such a stupid ramble to anyone who doesn't understand the world of content creation or isn't trying to be a creator, but it's really nice to not have to stress about an algorithm. So anyway, it was amazing and so much nature and family time. And it was just, even when I was washing up like alone or showering, I did not even think put on a podcast or anything that I normally think to do and always do. Like I wasn't even consuming podcasts. It was amazing. So I think it was a much needed recharge. I think everything happens for a reason. And even though I didn't plan for it, I think I was for sure burnt out before I left for Colorado and it was much needed. So I'm excited to be back and like be re-inspired and reinvigorated and just recharged. So that's what was in alignment for me. And then what was out of alignment is really just still feeling a little anxious, but moving through it, you know, I've mentioned I have some family things going on and that just always sucks, right? So there's that. Nothing really new or to report. So let me know what was in and out of alignment for you guys in our Geneva group chat. And if you're not in it already, please join so we can chat over there. And let's breathe in more of what was in alignment for us this week and breathe out what was out of alignment for us this week. All right. We have such a light on the podcast this week. Her name is Natalie McMillan. She is the founder and sole creative behind her self-titled lifestyle brand, Natalie McMillan. So using her affinity for artistry, she works across a number of mediums focusing on unique and slightly offbeat pieces, all created in LA. She's expanded her shop and brand to include art, apparel, and fragrances. She's also the co-host of Am I Doing This Right with Corinne Fox. It's a podcast centered around life advice from non-experts, which is 
incredible. She also has given all of you guys a promo code to use. I believe it's promo code self-care. I will put all the details in the show notes to her shop. She sent me, which is so incredibly kind, a candle after we recorded together. And it is so cool and chic and sleek and minimal. And I light it every single night. It smells so good. So highly recommend her candles. You could use the promo code, but she also has a host of other items on there as well. And what we get into today is really her saying is kind of like, fuck the rules and just going against the advice of your peers and doing the best thing for you and going with your gut. And that's really hard to do. So we spent a lot of time talking about that and just being intuitively led in business and being able to pivot your plan without fear. We talk about imposter syndrome, leading with kindness, but also not taking anyone's shit and boundaries. And if you are an entrepreneur wanting to start a podcast or just wanting to be more intuitively led and listen to your gut and not worry about what other people think and what your peers are advising you to do, this is the episode for you. So don't forget to rate us on Spotify five stars or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It goes such a long way. It helps us get amazing guests. And I'm about to do a whole nother round of pitching. So if you have any podcast guest requests, feel free to put them in our Geneva group chat. And without further ado, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Of course. Thank you for joining. I'm excited. I just feel like you're just fucking cool. Like that's that's like the words that come to mind when I look at you and all your jewelry and everything. And I was listening to you on another podcast and I just feel like we have so much to talk about. Oh my God. Well, I'm excited to get into it. Okay, cool. Well, we start every episode with your top self-care tip that's played a role in your success. Therapy period. Love it. it. Therapy. You know, it's like, I don't know what I would do if I wasn't able to process things in therapy. I don't think I would be able to be any sort of human being at all, honestly. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I completely agree. Even just the self-awareness that comes with it. And I know some people can journal it out, but I'm a talker. And if I didn't have a space to talk and either like hear validation or hear, maybe you should do this instead, or someone to call me out in a professional setting that feels somehow so intimate, there's nothing like it. Yeah. My therapist has been doing that to me recently because she wants me to start dating people. And I'm like, I have all these excuses. And she's like, um, you just need to like do it. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh. Like, like that's another excuse. <laughs> yes. Yes. So she does lovingly call me out, but she also, there's a lot of things where, um, you know, I'll reference something that I've experienced. And I'm like, is that like a normal thing? And she's like, no, <laughs> no, it's not. And I'm like, okay, can we talk about that then? Cause I don't know what's normal and what's not. 
Exactly. And also just hearing even, you know, the example you used of you should be dating, hearing it from a family member or a friend, there's just a different situation there. And you never know if you should be listening to that person or if they have something in it for themselves. So just having a complete third party that knows you and knows psychology has studied this. There's nothing, no comparison. I know. And the thing is, is she knows because I've told her that I want to date, but I'm like, I have all these aversions to it. It's honestly, it's just the online dating thing that I just, it's so weird. Um, But she's really like pushing me to do it. And I know that once I actually like do it, then it'll be great. You know what I mean? Yes. Just, I need that push. My therapist always says the anxiety comes in with the anticipation of anything. So it's like, you're so anxious about what's going to happen and the anticipation of it. And it's never as bad or as anxiety ridden as you think in the lead up. A hundred percent. Okay. Well, there's so much I want to talk to you about. So let's just start with your company. Can you tell us the journey to starting your jewelry business from the beginning? Yeah. So I started, um, I had just graduated college and I had no idea what I wanted to do all throughout college. Like truly no clue. I was just hoping that by the end of it, I would figure it out. And luckily I ended up in um, a jewelry making class because I needed electives. I was an art major. So I was doing a lot of drawing, painting, all this stuff, but I didn't have any of these other types of electives and it was like glass blowing, you know, things like that and jewelry making. And I thought, okay, I've always been into jewelry my whole life. Let's just take this and see what happens. And kind of midway through that first semester, I thought to myself, okay, I, I might, I could maybe do this as a job. And so I graduated in May and then in August I started. I just immediately kind of jumped into it and from there have grown it from exclusively fine jewelry at the time. So when I first launched, it was just silver, sterling silver and 14 karat gold. That was it. And then I've moved into expanding it to be more accessible, uh, just a larger line. And then I started bringing on things that I just wanted to bring on, like a, like I brought in fragrances, home fragrances, perfumes. I just started launching apparel. So it's just kind of been growing since I started. So did you never have a corporate job? Did you start your business and just keep going with it? You were always an entrepreneur? So I never had a quote unquote corporate job, I guess, but I did have, when I first started the first um, two years, I had two other jobs, like retail jobs. So I haven't always just been my own thing. I definitely have worked in those other settings, but nothing in like an office sense. And it's funny because I've never, my whole life, I've known that I would never work in like an office set in some sort of scenario like that. Yeah. So it sounds like you really listened to your gut, honestly. The fact that you knew that so early on in life and then you found what you wanted to do and you really just went with it and you had your side hustles and you made money how you had to make it to get it done. That's the phase of life I'm in right now. So 
Can you tell us, you? I heard on a podcast that you were saying you had either a mentor or some sort of consult about your business and they were like, you can't do that. And you still stuck with your gut and knew like, no, I can. Can you, can you elaborate on that story that I just butchered? Cause I want to get into <laughs> this idea of really sticking with your gut. Yes. So I've always been a very intuitive person. Um, but if I, it's funny cause it's almost like I'm more intuitive for other people than myself. Interesting. Um, so really listening to myself is sometimes hard. So when I ask for people's advice, I really tend to really listen to it and take it into account. But with my business, I started having these feelings of just like, like frustration and like something's not right. Something isn't right with this. Like I don't feel, it feels off. And I had a lot of um, other industry peers, other um, jewelry designers, small business owners, particularly in the jewelry space. And I would talk to them and I would say, okay, so what I'm feeling is like, I want to expand my line into more affordable options. So like um, plated, like gold plated pieces, but also have my solid gold pieces. And they were like, no. You need, you got to be one or the other. You can't just like have the whole range. And I just thought that doesn't make sense to me. That doesn't make sense to me. So I kind of experimented with that and it worked out. So it kind of gave me this, I thought, okay, let me keep going. Like, let me keep listening to myself. I'm still going to ask people because I wasn't totally confident in it yet. But when I, when I wanted to bring on fragrance, it was something that I had wanted to do since the jump, like immediately. I remember sitting in my studio at my mom's house in the garage and being like, oh, I would love to like have a candle. And, um, I kind of ran it by some people and they were like, that makes no sense. Like if you're a jewelry line, you need to be a jewelry line don't branch out into other things. Cause what does that make you? You're no longer a jewelry designer. Now, what are you? And I really kind of struggled with that for a while, but I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I want to do this. And if it, if it flops, okay. I just got stuck with fucking 50 candles in my apartment and <laughs> listen, I will go through them anyways. So yeah. You know, I tried it, I put it out and they sold out completely, I think in two days. Wow. So from there, I just thought, okay, I think I might know my own business better than anyone else. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I think the hardest part is when you are that early on and you don't necessarily have that evidence of like, it's worked before when I've listened to my gut, it's worked before I got to roll with this. Instead, you're like, ah, I think I need to do this, but you're so weary because you don't have the prior evidence. So what's your advice for anyone who might be early on in a business or in social media, like whatever it might be. And they're trying to listen to their gut because I mean, I'm speaking selfishly. It's like, I know this is what I need to do. I know this is what I want to do, but you can't help, but also second guess yourself because other people are pulling you in other directions. Yeah. Well, I also think if you're depending on which kind of work you want to do, I think there's always this feeling, unless you have like 
a master. I mean, I have, you know, I have an art degree, but I don't have a master's in like gemology. And there's a lot of jewelry designers that have way more credentials than I do. And that was something that at the beginning I was like, okay, well, I really don't know my shit as well as the people that are telling me what I should be doing. So I really should listen to them. And so I think when it really came down to it, I looked at my brand and thought, well, what do I really want for my brand? It's my name. Like it's, it's me. What do I want for it? And in the end it was, no, I wanted to be kind of all over the place and have all these different offerings. And it is very hard to kind of lean into it when people are, I mean, flat out telling you no, but also if you just have no evidence that that's going to work, or maybe it hasn't worked for anyone else, right? So it's very, it's hard to sort of lean into it, but I would say if you can even do like one little thing that, you know, like it's kind of a, there's no big loss, kind of like with the candles, like Mm -hmm. it was like, okay, I'm going to try it. If this is a complete failure, then I'll go back to the jewelry and I won't try this. You know what I mean? But I, but it kind of opened this little gateway so that I could get the evidence that it could work. Yeah. So it's like starting small, but I also think that's what makes you different and that's what makes your shop different. So it's like, sure, you can go to all of these people that have, you know, the degrees and the big companies, but that's what sets you apart is that you can tap into so much more creativity because you weren't given in the classroom, all of these exact tools and knowledge, and here's the roadmap, here's what you need to do, you can get more creative about it. And I like, I can see that as your X factor almost. Oh, well, thank you so much. Um, (laughs) But I do think, you know, I also think that we're in this age, and I don't know if it's just that I've sort of hit it at the right time. But I do think we're in this age right now where people and myself included, don't want this hyper curated, everything's perfect, I know everything aesthetic. And so for me, I've just kind of been able to lean, I'm very honest with everybody, you know, and I've always said, like, I don't know everything, I really don't. And I think that because it is a whole other thing, it's not just a jewelry line, it has set me apart because all the people that I was listening to were all strictly jewelry lines. And a lot of those people are still just in that one niche and trying to, you know, be the one that's seen in it. And somehow I was able to break out of it, but still be seen in it, if that makes sense. It does. It does completely because you're still thought of when someone thinks jewelry or when someone thinks candles, like now you just have your hand in a bunch of different pots. But for me, what I think is like, I want to give my cool friend a really cool gift. So I'm going to go to your shop. You know what I mean? It's like, it's almost just a shop of cool aesthetic shit. (laughs) And I, you don't have to put yourself in a box. And I think that's what makes you so cool is I don't have to be like, Oh, let me pull up all the jewelry sites to see if I can get my friend a necklace. It's, it's, it's more like this aesthetic and this style. Let me see if I can find something cool for me or for a friend. So I think you stand out 
completely. And it's taught me a lot about just, I feel like you're always saying, fuck the rules. And yeah. I want to dive into oh, that. Time. Yeah. Because this, everything we just spoke about with like, you know, not having a corporate job or putting your hand in a bunch of different pots with your shop, like it all does come back to fuck the rules. And what it makes me think of in my own life is I felt very stuck in my corporate job for a few years. And it was because of society's rules. I was like, until I make millions on YouTube or something like that, I, I cannot leave my corporate situation. And then when I went to finally quit, I was told by my superior that I have options and I can stay part-time and I can do freelance. And it just opened my eyes to like, oh, there's a lot of different ways I can make money and run my own schedule. And I don't have to just quit cold turkey. I can have a bunch of side hustles while I focus on what I want to do. And there's just so many different ways to navigate life and finances and your schedule. But we are told these very strict rules by society. And when I learned my human design manifesting generator, I learned, oh, actually, I am multi-passionate. There you go. (laughs) I am multi-passionate and I work best, you know, hustling with 10 different things instead of staying at a desk all day. So that was a long-winded personal anecdote on how I take fuck the rules. And I'm curious how that applies to your life. Yeah. Well, when you were, when you were speaking, I was thinking about how, if you really think about just the concept of rules and what they're there for, they're there to keep you confined to a certain behavior or pattern I mean, rules of any kind, like that is the point of a rule is to keep you in line to something. And so if this societal rule of, you know, you got to do the nine to five until your, your YouTube channel has blown up and then you can leave. I mean, it's literally designed to keep you there. So if you start saying like, fuck that, I don't want to do that, you know, and you start to kind of like, break out of it a little bit, then exactly what you said happens, which is things, the rules start bending because the rules aren't actually there. You know what I mean? They're all just sort of put on us by these narratives that we have built into us, very ingrained. And I don't know if it's a, you know, specifically American thing, but this whole, you know, you work from sun up to sun down. And if you don't, you're lazy. That is a really hard quote unquote rule to break out of right now. And it's something that I'm working on, but I think anytime that you can kind of question something and be like, hold on, like, does this even make sense? Because when I think about it, does it make sense? Am I here on earth to fucking open my eyes and start working for 12 hours and then go to sleep? Why? What? No, that doesn't make any sense. You know? So it's like, fuck that. Some people might be, but everyone's different. True. Yes. True. True. Some people, maybe that is truly what, what their passion is and that's what they're here for. But I think, um, I think a lot of us probably are here to experience a lot of things and want to experience a lot of things beyond just working. And I think if you're able to kind of break out of certain rules and maybe create that work for yourself that doesn't feel like I'm just at the grindstone constantly. You know, it feels like 
I'm working, but I'm also experiencing my life in the way that I want to experience it. Yes. You know? Do you fall into hustle culture? Oh my God. Yes. It's my toxic trait. (laughs) Unfortunately. (laughs) How do you call yourself out and break from it? It's been really hard for me. And you know what? I actually just had a breakthrough in therapy this week where I really recognized how much I use work as a coping mechanism. I use it to just, I can focus in on my work and work so hard and, and genuinely love it, but I don't give myself rest. I don't pay attention to what my body needs or wants. Like I can just really burn myself out completely. And I've really recognized in the past few weeks, just how much of that is me almost like distracting myself from bigger issues, you know? Um, and I think especially with when I, when things happen in the world that seem just like unbearable, like, you know, right now we're going through the stuff with women's, uh, healthcare rights, abortion rights. We're having, uh, you know, school shootings and all of this stuff. And it's like too much for me to handle. And so I think instead of actually like processing it, I just go straight into work and shut everything else out. And so after recognizing that, I kind of have been really actively, I've been, <laughs> I told my friend, I was like, I'm working very hard at not working very hard. <laughs> And it's so uncomfortable. Oh my God. It's so uncomfortable for me to like give myself the rest. Um, you that have to I need. find what you enjoy. You have yes. to find rest that's enjoyable for you so that you're excited to do it. Yes. And also I think there's this aspect for me at least of guilt because of I feel I'm like so blessed that I am able to do what I love doing. I'm so, so grateful for it. And I think back to my times when I was, you know, in retail and just like hating every minute of it. But when I would come home from the nine to five, I had no problem like kicking my feet up, like pouring a glass of wine, watching a movie, you know, whatever. But when I'm doing something for myself that feels that I feel lucky to do, I'm like, well, I, I can't just like, waste a minute of this, you know? And there's always something you can be doing as an entrepreneur, whereas opposed to, you know, I work at the front desk at a gym. And when I come home, I leave work at work. There's, but then there's all the entrepreneurial stuff where it's like the to-do list is never ending. So it is hard to just detach. But what I always tell myself is I'm not going to be able to show up with the positive energy and efficiency that I need to show up with tomorrow. If I don't like shut it down at least an hour before bed, but it can be really tough sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. That list is truly ongoing. And I, I think, um, another thing that has helped me recently with kind of trying to slow things down and have a more normal approach is, um, I am, I have a great work ethic and I can get a lot done in a day. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I would pack my schedule like minute by minute with all like so many things. And I always felt like, oh, I'm running out of time. I'm running out of time. I need to, you know, oh, I got to check this off the list. I got to check that off the list. And so now I'm making the list per day a lot smaller. And then I'm being just more intentional with each 
sort of chunk of this of the list if that tracks yes it does and something I started doing because I live by my google calendar as well I started scheduling in even just like 30 minutes and it'll say like walk slash lunch or something like that so it's like no I can't schedule something over that because that is my little break in the day we've got a conflict (laughs) yes exactly Do you, do you ever experience imposter syndrome as a founder? Yes, definitely. I think, you know, like I said earlier, just feeling like, oh, I'm not as qualified as everyone. You know, I'm really, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing as much as, you know, somebody next to me that's been doing it for a lot longer. So who am I to try to succeed kind of thing? Yes. Um, but what's interesting is that through my podcast, so my, my best friend and I, we have a podcast called, am I doing this right? And it, that whole thing was basically built on the foundation of imposter syndrome because we graduated college. We realized nobody fucking knows what we're doing. We're just sort of like supposed to know all this stuff that nope, nobody fucking taught us about 401ks. Like what? Nobody told us any of this, but we're all just like supposed to know it. And so her and I were like, you know what? Let's just be the ones that say, hey guys, we have no fucking idea what's going on, Um, but we'll figure it out and we'll tell you, we'll help, we'll all get through this, right? And so I think through that, I sort of recognized just how much truly every nobody knows what they're doing when it really comes down to it nobody really knows what they're doing we're all just trying to figure it out as we go and so I think that does help me with my imposter syndrome because it's like okay those people that I think are so like superior to me also have no fucking clue what they're doing (laughs) right you know yeah I think that's so, like exactly what I would need to hear if I was someone who wanted to start a business or start a social media or some, anything. And I was like, well, I can't do it because that person has this credential or that person's been doing it for 10 years or whatever it might be. That's exactly what I would want to hear. Yeah. Well, even like, look at me. So if, if somebody was like, okay, mm-hmm. I want to start a jewelry line and they're like looking at my brand or whatever. And they're like, well, she has an art degree and, you know, she's been doing this for however long. I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. Okay. (laughs) I, I just like try things and like uh, fucking cross my fingers and I'm like, let's hope this works, you know? And sometimes it doesn't and other times it does. And then we just keep trying things. And these days you really, like, maybe this wasn't true, you know, 15 plus years ago, but you really can try out whatever the fuck you want to try out because there's Etsy, there's Instagram, there's Facebook marketplace. Like you can try anything out without a degree or like prerequisites. Yes. And I also think this notion of like being highly educated or having certain credentials, I think that that notion has kind of gone out the window as we've seen so many people that, you know, I know people that have gone to the best schools in the country and can't find a job. And then I have friends that like dropped out of high school and are millionaires. 
So it's like, it really comes down to the person. It's not the credential anymore that I think that we all thought it was for a long time. Not to say that having the credentials is bad. I think that it's incredible. I think education Mm -hmm. is so beautiful and important, but I just think the notion that it makes you like so much more qualified in certain aspects. Of course, like if you're a doctor, I, <laughs> I would like you to be extremely qualified. Right. But I mean, it, it, for me. It can hold you back. It yes. can hold you back because you're like, I can't or shouldn't do this because I don't have X, Y, Z instead of right. just trying it out and seeing if it works and seeing if that's what you're passionate about. Yeah. And there's in the so creative much- space. Yes. And there's so much information online and there's so many people. The beautiful thing about like Instagram is that you can shoot off a DM to literally anyone and be like, Hey, like ask a question, you know, DM me. I'll fucking answer you. You know? Yeah. (laughs) I work for a huge YouTuber, Shelby church. And that came from just sending her a DM and we got coffee the next day and she hired me on the spot. And now I'm learning from like this YouTuber that I admire so much. And that all came from a DM. It is so easy to connect with people in your kind of field that you might want to dip your toes into, you know? Totally. And you mentioned your podcast, which I want to dive into because your podcast is incredible and I I always admire anyone who can grow their podcast because it is the worst algorithm. There is no algorithm. There's no <sighs> yeah. way to really find a new podcast on Apple or Spotify podcasts. You, the only way is really to build your platform somewhere else and hopefully, you know, transfer them over to listen or maybe some podcast swaps. But I want to hear from you any growth tips you have, like what do you attribute the success of your podcast to? If anyone here, including myself, has started a podcast and wants to grow it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's so, it is weird that there really is no algorithm because it has been around for, you know, a long time at this point and there really isn't. But I do think, so we've been, we've been at it for almost two years now. And, um, you know, we're still a relatively small podcast. We have seen some success, but I think going into it, you just never know. You never know like, okay, is it going to blow up? Is it going to be nothing? What's going to happen here? Um, for us, I think we are very consistent. We have not missed a single Tuesday since we started and, Cause I, I host with my best friend. So, and we both have our own totally like separate jobs in completely different fields. And so we both have our own little quote unquote audiences from those areas. So then we promote to them through our own channels. And then it kind of goes from there. Word of mouth is huge also. A lot of people will say like, oh, my sister told me about it or like, oh, my friend listened to it and told me about it. So word of mouth is a big one. So I think, you know, encouraging your listeners to be like, share this with a friend, like text it to a friend that you would think would, you know, benefit from this um, is helpful. And then podcast swaps are definitely a big, a big one. Um, We've definitely seen a lot of numbers go up when we 
trade with people or we bring somebody on having guests is is truly a big one because if they share then they're getting to their audience yeah so it's all about how do i get to how do i get this message to more people totally in the most so what in the would, simplest way you know right yeah so what is your top tip for getting good guests or podcast swaps let's see i mean I'm not even kidding you. Almost all of our guests we've DM'd. Almost all of our guests we've just simply DM'd. And a lot of them you would think, like, we'll send, we'll shoot it off and we're like, oh, they're not even going to see it. Like, they've Mm -hmm. got like 400,000 followers and like the blue check and they're never going to see it. And they answer like an hour later and are like, I would love to send me the Calendly link. And we're like, oh, shit. Okay. You know? So People I love just, to talk about themselves. <laughs> just take the chance, you know? There's really no risk. There's no risk, you know? It goes back to what we were saying before. I think just being able to put yourself out there and use social media to your advantage because we have access to everyone basically in the world at this point if you're persistent enough. <laughs> truly, truly. And I don't know at this point in terms of like, growing stuff via Instagram. I'm, I mean, my business, I don't even, I've almost like given up on Instagram. I'm like, Oh my God, I, Mm -hmm. whatever the algorithm is there. And a lot of my fellow like small business owners are like, Oh my God, I just want to like delete it. It's like impossible. But, um, I'm kind of seeing it now instead of a growth tool as more of a connection tool. I think growth is probably more on like YouTube or TikTok or something. TikTok. TikTok for sure. I need to get on there more. Um, but the proof is in the pudding on there. So I post, I really haven't posted that much. I think I've posted like five videos or something. And one of them got like 200,000 views. And it was for no reason, literally for yeah, no of reason. You know? So TikTok's whatever. a wild place. It's a wild place. And I look up, like I was going to Nashville the other week and I was like typing in Western or like affordable clothing. Like I was typing that stuff in and I found really, really cute small businesses and I ordered from there. And so yeah. TikTok's searchable. It's quick. It's easy. I You should 100% go on TikTok. It's amazing. I know. And I, I think that yeah, for finding things. It's kind of like what Instagram used to be, where it was like you can right. discover all this new stuff and it's not searchable I, anymore. Right. But I don't think that TikTok is good for connecting with that person. Like the comments and the I'm like, yes. I don't even what is going on here? Like it there's no make community. Any, no, and the messages don't make sense. But I definitely yeah. think that Instagram is the place to do that sort of connection and, and build a community in that sense. Yeah, I had Natalie Barbu on a few weeks ago who she founded the Rella app. She's like a social media expert. Yes, and heard she of was I need to download that. <laughs> yes, you do. She was saying that the that she would say TikTok is best for growth and audience and Instagram and YouTube are best for building the community. So you really do yeah. need both. Yeah. That's the thing too that's tough as a I think as somebody who 
wants to do anything on their own in any capacity is there's so it's not just the business I know you have to be so forward-facing and you're on TikTok you're on Instagram you're on you're on everything you've got a newsletter you've got you know it's 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 a lot it really is but I think if you do something that you really love and are passionate about it the days go by quick you know it's it's you have a good time doing it yeah Okay, well, on that note, let's get into the ending segment, fun facts and favorites. Okay. What is your morning routine? You know what? I don't have one. I love it. I used to have like a hardcore, like wake, I'm like, wake up at 545, drink my gigantic thing of water, take my dog for a walk, like do my journaling, do my little tarot cards, like do the whole fucking thing for like three hours. And I really did actually love that for a long time. And then again, it started feeling like I was setting up rules for myself. And so then if like, if I didn't get my whole routine in, I was like, oh my God, like, uh, I didn't do it right. Like da, 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 da. And it just started to feel sort of constrictive. And so recently I've just been like, I'm just really trying to go with the flow and like, what, what does my body want in that moment? Am I, you know, if I wake up early, am I ready to wake up or do I need a little more time? Do I need to rest a little more? Like, how am I feeling today? And really just sort of going with the flow of life, honestly, and not having too rigid of a, of a routine. Yeah. I love to just go off my intuition. I have like a few habits that I always do, but it looks different every morning for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't hold yourself to it. I think that it's, yeah. it becomes, and I think that that's another problem with social media is like, it looks like everybody has this like amazing totally. and they're like, I'm successful because of my morning routine. And I read six pages and I journal, it's like all this shit. And in reality, who knows, you know, who knows if yeah. that's really the key to their success. You know, you got to totally. do what's good for you. Yeah. I completely agree. Okay, what is your favorite podcast? Right now, my favorite podcast is um, Unwinding. It's um, W I N, like wine, like drinking wine, uh, with it. Lisa Gilmore. Unwinding okay. with Lisa. It, she's amazing. I actually got to go on hers um, a couple months ago, and it was ever since I've just like binged it. It's she's really, really good. She's very honest and open and I love it. Okay. You're the second person to recommend that. So now I need to go listen after that. <laughs> yes. Listen and then DM her and get on her on her do do a swap. Okay. I'll I'll DM her. I love <laughs> yes, this. You should. <laughs> okay. Favorite workout class. Oh, um I am a big reformer Pilates girl. I love, love it. Not Matt Pilates. I cannot do the Matt Pilates. My neck hurts, but I like the reformer. <laughs> okay. When do you feel your happiest? I feel my happiest really anytime I'm with my friends or my family. We could be doing nothing. And I'm just happy to, I have really, really good people in my life. But I think also if I get to travel somewhere with my friends or my family, I feel, or, or any sort of experience, I guess, like going to concerts, yes. um, doing something 
extra fun with somebody I love is just there's nothing better. Nothing better. Yeah. <laughs> with you. Okay. What would be your last meal on earth? It would be, let's see. I'm trying to think because I have like two. Okay. Now I would do street tacos, shrimp, street tacos, Mm -hmm. rice, beans, chips, salsa, and like as many margaritas as I possibly could drink before I passed. (laughs) Although it would probably add to my par- me perishing, but you know. Now I'm fully <laughs> craving Mexican food. <laughs> uh, me always, me every single day. <sighs> okay, well, thank you so much. Where can the people find you? Yeah, um, okay, so you can find me at um, natalie-mcmillan.com. If you go there, you can uh, go to my shop. You can sign up for my newsletter, which is just like a once a month fun it has nothing to do with anything um kind of unhinged (laughs) letter um and then you can find me on instagram at natalie mcm and also at shop natalie mcmillan that's my brand page and our podcast at am i doing this right pod and we're on okay, all the platforms. Perfect. We're on Shopify. Shopify. Oh my God. Spotify. <laughs> I am on Shopify, but not for, not for the podcast. Spotify, Apple, the whole nine. Okay. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Natalie. Oh my God. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. I loved talking to you. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I would so appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate, review, and definitely subscribe so that you don't miss another insightful episode. You can also engage with the community on the Dare to Self Care podcast Instagram. So definitely join us all there. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.